With massive decisions to make at head coach, quarterback, the number one pick in the NFL draft, and a bunch of salary cap space, this offseason will make or break the legacy for Ryan Poles as the Chicago Bears general manager. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast at Locked On Bears on all of your favorite social media platforms, including the Locked On Bears YouTube channel, where you can keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use our promo code Locked On to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. On the show today, we take a step back. And look at the stakes of this offseason for Ryan Poles. Just how big these decisions are. We know head coach, quarterback are big decisions. But when it comes to what is in front of Ryan Poles, we are going to look back at this offseason and wonder what if. Depending on what decision they make at coach and at quarterback, there's always going to be two or more paths that the Bears could go down. And Ryan Poles is going to choose one of those paths. And we're going to wonder instead, well, what if they had made a different decision with the coaching staff? What if they made a different decision with Justin Fields? What if they had made the other decision with the number one overall pick? Whether it's the player they select or a trade down that they might do, there's going to be a lot of room to second guess the decisions Ryan Poles makes this offseason if he makes them incorrectly. And if he makes them correctly for the success of the Chicago Bears then we will look back at this is the time when he successfully built the long-term future success of the Chicago Bears. It really is a a super pivotal moment. We felt like last offseason could be that pivotal moment with the number one overall pick and a bunch of cap space. But now on top of that, you add a Justin Fields decision and a head coach decision and some great head coach options, some great quarterback options, but also the choice to stick with what you've already got in the building. And of course, the number one overall pick, Again, that you're not expecting to get that for a third time in a row next year. But all of this starts right now with the head coaching decision. The quarterback and the draft decision come later. But for now, it is what does Ryan Poles do with his coaching staff? Do you retain Matt Eberflus? Yes or no? If you retain Matt Eberflus, do you retain offensive coordinator Luke Getze? Yes or no? And with each of those decision points, you have a lot of different possibilities that if they make the right choice, you're set for the long-term future. If you make the wrong choice, you'll wonder, man, what if they what if they'd done it the other way around? You know, if they if they keep Luke Getzey, do, do we wonder in the future, man, what if they had hired a different offensive coordinator? What if they had fired their offensive coordinator and brought in a better OC? Could that have changed everything for whoever the quarterback is and whoever the draft picks are and the other players on this Bears offense? Or, you know, does the other quarterback or does the other offensive coordinator make things worse and blow up in, in some horrible way? And you wonder if, man, could Luke Getze have done more with this quarterback or that quarterback or these players based on what we had seen this season? I mean, I think that's that's more on the, the, the minor level 
But bigger picture, it's Matt Eberflus. If you, if you keep Matt Eberflus right now, which I've advocated on this podcast and yesterday's show and many others, fire Matt Eberflus, clean out this coaching staff. That's what I think the right decision for this franchise is. If you keep Matt Eberflus this offseason, then we are always going to sit here and wonder, what would happen if the Bears had gotten Jim Harbaugh instead of blank team that gets Jim Harbaugh, whether it's Washington or Los Angeles or the Raiders or whoever? What would have happened, man, if the Bears had just fired Eberflus and hired Harbaugh this year, what could have been different? Or, you know, pick your coach of choice there. If they had fired Eberflus and hired Ben Johnson, and say Ben Johnson goes on to the Chargers or whoever and ends up being the next smart offensive coordinator turned head coach, you're like, man, what if, you know, Ryan Poles, what if Ryan Poles blows it by keeping Eberflus and not hiring the the other options or or vice versa? If Matt Eber, if Ryan Poles fires Matt Eberflus, there's a lot of different candidates there. And and kind of like when they hired Mark, Mark Trestman over Bruce Arians back in the day, we still wonder, man, what would have been like if the Bears had hired Bruce Arians instead of Mark Trestman? That starts to become the conversation no matter who you end up picking. It's like, if if you pick the correct coach, we won't wonder what if. But you either pick the guy who's the perfect guy for the job and he does great, and that defines Ryan Poles' legacy as a great general manager, or you look back at this moment and say he either should have fired Matt Eberflus or hired the wrong guy to replace Matt Eberflus, and you're left thinking like, man, what could have been? I also wonder from a, from a Ryan Poles legacy standpoint with the coach, if you keep Matt Eberflus right now and say, yep, we're bringing him back, regardless of what happens with offensive coordinator, let's put that aside for a second, but Matt Eberflus is back as head coach. If you bring back Matt Eberflus this offseason and things go poorly in 2024, this next season, say they don't take that step forward, but maybe they stay about the same or slightly worse. Say you win six games next season for whatever reason, quarterback or whatever. Does Ryan Poles survive that? Like if Ryan Poles gives Matt Eberflus another year, does he still get to pick the next head coach if Matt Eberflus fails? Like is Ryan Poles tying his job security to Matt Eberflus's if he chooses to stick Matt Eber, stick with Matt Eberflus? Or does Ryan Poles have the security and the long-term faith of this organization that even if he sticks with Matt Eberflus this year, he will still get to pick the next head coach, maybe the following offseason or whatever happens with Matt Eberflus, and that he's safe either way. And then maybe that becomes one of these more pivotal offseasons because you're going to make a head coaching decision. But anytime a head coaching decision is either is made, they will make a head coaching decision this year, keep Eberflus or fire Eberflus. That is a decision that has the potential to be super pivotal for the short and long-term success of the franchise. And ultimately then Ryan Poles' legacy reputation era as general manager. It starts with the head coach. Everything starts with the head coach. The head coach then, and the the head coach then shapes what happens with the offensive coordinator. The head coach then shapes what happens at the quarterback position starting with the Justin Fields decision. That comes first, then you get to the number one overall pick decision, which those two decisions go hand in hand, but they are in some ways separate decisions, even if they are connected. So we'll look at the the stakes, the legacy stakes for Ryan Poles at the quarterback spot, specifically starting with Justin Fields. And then we'll get into, I think the number one overall pick is a broader conversation besides just quarterback. Next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. 
Jace is the makers of the Jace case. It's a pack of five different antibiotics that treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinus infections, skin infections, among others. It's stuff that especially during the winter, you think about being around a lot more. And unfortunately, as we're going through right now, pharmacies across the country have started sometimes running out of antibiotics. You're seeing shortages where people who get sick can't always go to the pharmacy and get the prescribed antibiotic that they need to feel better as soon as possible. And I, I, I don't like that helpless feeling of not being able to get that life-saving medication because of supply chain issues. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use our promo code Locked On to get $20 off your order. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked On. This episode of Lockdown Bears is brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks, the fastest and easiest way to do daily fantasy sports. Prize Picks is a lot of fun, and they really, to me, add some extra stakes to any game I'm watching. With Prize Picks, you pick two to six players, and whether they'll perform better or worse than their Prize Picks projections, and you can win up to 25 times your money just by getting your picks right. Unlike, you know, some of the other daily fantasy platforms where it's, you know, you're setting a lineup and it's you versus thousands of other people, sharks, pros, you name it. No, with, with prize picks, it's just you putting your football knowledge to the test. And it's really a, a lot of fun. I've been playing prize picks quite a bit myself, even without the Bears anymore. Still helps you get engaged with some of your other favorite sports. Try it for yourself. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's an extra 100 bucks to play with at prizepicks.com slash NFL. Promo code locked on NFL. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. The first pivotal decision is the head coach. Eberflus or not, a lot is at stake for what Ryan Poles decides there. Then, in some order, you move on to Justin Fields. Obviously, you know, when and where that decision, you know, where in the calendar that decision has to be made is not necessarily firm. You know, you don't have to trade Justin Fields if you decide to go with a rookie quarterback. You don't have to trade him right away. You don't have to trade him before free agency. You don't even have to trade him before draft day necessarily, right? It's not like it's perfectly chronological in when that decision will be formally made. But as the offseason goes along, Ryan Poles, before free agency, will need to have a plan for what he's going to do at quarterback. That's going to involve the draft. That might involve free agency. It could involve a trade. And it will certainly involve whoever his head coach is and his offensive coordinator. And they're going to have input on what the Bears should do at the quarterback position. But kind of like Eberflus and the coach, like Fields is this question mark of like you could keep him and things could still work very well. Or you could trade him and he could be very good for another team. Or you could trade him and he could be very bad for another team. Or you could keep him. And he could be very bad for your team. It's kind of like those four outcomes. Either you keep him and he's good, you keep him and he's bad, or you move on from him and he's bad, or you move on from him and he's good. Like, it's not, not to say those are all equal percent chances of happening, but those are kind of the four main outcomes there. Bad and good meaning, like, you know, worthwhile. Obviously, there's there's intermediates between bad and good, but, like, you know, the right decision to keep him, the wrong decision to keep him, the right decision to get rid of him, the right decision to, or the, the wrong decision to get rid of him. And And to me, like, that's where the stakes are for Ryan Poles. If you keep Justin Fields and it goes well, and he looks like, you know, he, t he takes another step forward and he plays like a franchise quarterback and he's your long-term solution at quarterback, then that cements Ryan Poles as the guy who 
was patient enough and got the right coaching and surrounding talent for a quarterback to finally have that quarterback be successful with the Chicago Bears, something that just hasn't really been done in our lifetime. And that would be incredibly defining for Ryan Poles as a general manager. If they keep Justin Fields, don't draft the rookie, and he struggles again this season, then it's it's Ryan Poles who made the wrong quarterback choice again. The Chicago Bears again stick with the quote-unquote bad quarterback again, can't get the position right again, and he's the latest in the, the cycle of Bears general managers to not get the quarterback position right and to stick with the quarterback that he didn't draft and move and move forward with a guy that doesn't end ultimately end up working out. But it's just as risky for him to move on from Justin Fields, trade him away to another team or whatever that looks like. And if Fields goes on to that other team and is great with, you know, the Atlanta Falcons or whatever destination you want to pick, then Ryan Poles will forever go down as the general manager who let the good quarterback leave Chicago who had a quarterback who was capable of greatness and goes on to do great things other places, had him in Chicago and chose through his own volition to move on from him because he didn't think he was good enough and he was wrong. And then, of course, there's the possibility that he moves on from Justin Fields and Justin Fields doesn't get any better anywhere else and ultimately you know, has an average to below average career or whatever that looks like. And then Ryan Poles is correct then in being right to get out of Justin Fields when he did, as opposed to hanging on to it too long. That, that to me is where the stakes start at the quarterback position for Matt or for Ryan Poles. It does back up a little bit because the head coach is also a part of this conversation. Like, first of all, does Matt Eberflus fire Luke Getze or not? And if you're hiring a new offensive coordinator in place of Luke Getze, does that head coordinator, does that offensive coordinator decision reflect the offensive coordinator you think will be best for Justin Fields? Or is that the offensive coordinator that you think will be best to develop a rookie quarterback? Are those two different things? I sure think it depends on the rookie quarterback, but, you know, a a rookie quarterback, the system you might want to build for that rookie quarterback, in theory, will likely be different than the system you would want to build for Justin Fields. So how do you as a coaching staff Make that decision. Like, does the offensive coordinator decision start to tell us about the quarterback decision? And same kind of thing with with the head coach. Like, it's like, do you do you do you tie Eberflus and Fields together in that way, or you know, do, does a new head coach exonerate Ryan Poles if the new head coach doesn't want Fields? Then it was our collective decision and not just on on Ryan Poles. You can kind of blame the new head coach for being too quick to move on from Fields, or, or does Eberflus coming back and then Fields coming back with him? make Ryan Poles feel like, oh, I was hamstrung with my coaching quarterback. Now I get another shot at this. Like to me, there's a certain connection there. There can be a connection there as far as job security goes too. When it's like, okay, well, if you do draft a quarterback, does that extend his job security? Does that extend Matt Eberflus's job security? Because, oh, we've got the rookie quarterback. You got to be patient with us. We can't win so many games so quickly all right away. Like that's another part of this conversation that is gonna it has to be part of the evaluation like at the end of the day these guys are looking out for their own job security in addition to the success of the Chicago Bears and obviously the best job security is winning but the second best job security is youth and inexperience and being able to say give us more time and more patience so we can develop this next quarterback and develop this offense around that younger quarterback and move on from fields to try and buy yourself 
a little bit more time because like that's when you start to, to, to wrap in the draft pick decision here because the number one overall pick is not quite as simple as just quarterback or no quarterback in this draft, but it's also about the quarterbacks you don't take, the players you don't take, the players you pass on, and specifically having traded down from number one last year and now not having the number one pick again this year. It ends up kind of doubling up the stakes if you end up trading down for the number one pick again. And that plays into not only who you have at quarterback under center, but also the value that the number one overall pick is worth, you know, as a potential trade asset and the ways that can help you build a team and sort of weighing that value of everything you could get for the number one overall pick versus the potential quarterback that you may or may not like with the number one overall pick. And that, again, is such a pivotal piece of the long-term roster building of the Chicago Bears that sits in front of Ryan Poles. And, I mean, I still think the head coach and Justin Fields' decisions are probably a little bit more critical at this stage, certainly because they're more timely in front. But this draft pick decision has a certain weight of its own. And I want to I get into some of the specifics and the different scenarios here that, again, will, will, will really make or break how we view Ryan Poles as the Chicago Bears general manager in history, when we look back at his era, it's like this offseason right now, this coach, this quarterback, this draft pick will really be that moment. And we'll go through the draft pick in particular next on Locked on Bears. This episode of Locked on Bears is sponsored by BetterHelp. This time of year in the New Year's, we spend a lot of time thinking about like how to change ourselves and how to improve ourselves. And that, that inherently implies that there's something wrong with us, right? It sends us a negative message, but we don't spend enough time expanding on what we're already doing right and loving ourselves enough and appreciating ourselves enough. And that's where BetterHelp is here to help. BetterHelp provides online therapy that is convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I do online therapy every single week and it's a really important part of my mental health regimen. And BetterHelp is a great way for you to get started on that for yourself. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. This draft pick was such a pivotal decision last year for Ryan Poles that we never thought he would get a number one overall pick again, right? The odds of getting back-to-back number one overall picks is very, very low. And the Bears are lucky to have gotten the number one overall pick again from the Carolina Panthers. The Bears did not trade for that first round pick from the Panthers this year thinking it would be the number one overall pick. The Panthers did not trade it away thinking it would be the number one overall pick. The Panthers did not, neither the Panthers nor the Bears thought Carolina would have the worst record in the NFL this season. The Bears are super lucky to have the number one overall pick. And as a result, it is again, extremely unlikely that the Chicago Bears will have the number one overall pick again anytime soon. Their record shouldn't, in theory, be bad enough to have the number one overall pick. And the team that trades up with them to the number one overall pick is very unlikely to happen to be the worst of the 32 teams again to land the number one overall pick again that then comes back to the Chicago Bears. It's not 0%, but it's very unlikely. Can you imagine if the Bears had three number one overall picks 
one after the other after the other. If you if you get three straight number one overall picks and don't end up winning, if not your division, a Super Bowl, like then you've failed as a general manager. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves here on the hypothetical future draft picks. The Bears might still keep this number one overall pick and then really not have a shot at the number one next year. But when it comes to what Ryan Poles has at stake with this year's number one overall pick, the first question is, are you taking a quarterback? And if so, are you taking the quarterback with the number one overall pick? That ties into the Justin Fields decision-making, right? Kind of separate from Fields. It's like, if you don't keep Fields, then you're drafting a quarterback. If you draft the right quarterback this year, whether it's the number one pick or the ninth pick, or you trade down and still draft that quarterback, if Ryan Poles nails the quarterback pick and gets the long-term franchise quarterback for the Chicago Bears, he will be a hero forever. Like, if he's the guy... We talked about earlier, the quarterback curse of Chicago. If he's the guy to get the next, maybe the first great Chicago Bears quarterback, the truly great Chicago Bears quarterback, you are a legend. It makes his legacy permanent, no matter what happens from there. If he's the guy who drafted the quarterback that succeeds for the Chicago Bears, he is the legend there. If he drafts a quarterback number one and it's a bust, he's as good as fired. Not right away, but... I don't think you overcome that if you're Ryan Poles. You draft a bust quarterback number one overall. I just don't think eventually you eventually will be fired as a result of that much draft capital going into that most important position and getting it wrong. Like that's how pivotal that question is for him. I mean, same thing. Like if you if you go to this draft and say, okay, Caleb Williams is clearly the the favorite among a lot of teams, but say you're Ryan Poles and you don't see it for whatever reason, he holds onto the ball too long. There's a lot of the same things as Justin Fields without as much mobility, but maybe a little better on, but like has flaws. Caleb Williams is not a perfect, flawless quarterback prospect that we can all agree on. He might still be the best quarterback in this draft. He does have flaws. They all have flaws. And you say, you know what? I do want a quarterback, but it doesn't have to be Caleb Williams. Let's trade down a couple spots and grab Jaden Daniels or Bo Nix or I mean, whatever other quarterback Drake may, maybe depending on how far you go. If you, and then you got to get that quarterback pick right because anytime you trade down, whether you're trading down to take a quarterback or say you stick with Justin Fields and you trade down and you get another haul of draft picks, basically you repeat the Panthers trade again. You get multiple first round picks and a veteran player and some other picks from a team to move up to one again. Back to back years, you trade down from the number one overall pick. If your quarterback plan is wrong after trading down for back to back years, I don't know how you can survive that. If last year you trade down from one and lo and behold, you could have had CJ Stroud. And after one season, albeit it is a small sample size, and we've seen quarterbacks have one good rookie season and then drop off. But as it looks right now, CJ Stroud sure looks like a franchise caliber NFL quarterback who is playing above the level of talent that's around him in Houston. Coaching has a, a factor in that when I'm not here to debate CJ Stroud right now, but like the Bears passed on a good quarterback, maybe a great quarterback, at the very least, a good quarterback in C.J. Stroud. That alone is not enough to cost Ryan Poles if he still gets the quarterback decision right this year. Whether that's Fields or a rookie or whatever, if he gets the quarterback position right, no one will care that he passed on C.J. Stroud. If he trades down again this year and Caleb Williams is the next Patrick Mahomes or Drake May is the next, I don't even know the, the player comp for Drake May at this point, but Drake May is the next... Joe Burrow or Jaden Daniels is the next uh, Jalen Hurts, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson. He's athletic in the same kind of ways. Like I'm not, so again, if he passes on these quarterbacks and there's another one that's great 
and back-to-back years, Ryan Poles could have had one of these great quarterbacks, and he passed on them both times. For a quarterback plan that isn't good enough, I don't think you can live that down. I don't think as a general manager, you can long-term expect to keep your job when you squandered multiple opportunities that were right in front of you to secure the long-term future of your quarterback position with a rookie that was right there for you to take and that you chose not to take. You chose to trade down and not to take. And ultimately, if you get the quarterback position wrong and there were alternate options that would have made you right, that is a terrible look and and solidifies his legacy as the what-if missed opportunities general manager. Now, if he trades down again this year and gets a big haul and drafts wide receivers and offensive linemen and pass rushers and surrounds Justin Fields with all the talent in the world and Justin Fields wins the NFC North next season and takes the Bears to the playoffs, I don't think it'll be as big of a deal if Ryan Poles passes on good rookie quarterbacks. Like, all that matters is that you get that quarterback selection right. Whether it's Fields, whether it's Caleb Williams, whether it's trading down and taking Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix, whoever, it's less important which decision you make. All that's important is that it is the correct one. And if he makes the quarterback decision incorrectly, then we're going to look back and find everywhere that he could have made it correctly. Should have drafted CJ Stroud. Should have drafted this guy. Should have traded Justin Fields. Should have kept Justin Fields. Like, however he makes the decision wrong, we will look back and find all the areas he could have made it right. And the same thing is true with the coaching decision. Like, if Matty Rufus proves to be the wrong coach, we'll look back and say, man, he could have hired Harbaugh. He could have had Belichick. Could have had Vrabel. Could have had Ben Johnson. Could have had Mike McDonald. Whoever. I mean, right? One of these coaches is going to go to one of these teams and be super successful. And we're going to think, man, the Bears should have fired Matty Rufus or could have fired Matty Rufus and should have hired that guy, and he would have been so good in Chicago, and we knew it at the time, and Ryan Poles messed it up. He messed up by getting the wrong coach, or he messed up by getting the wrong quarterback, and that ultimately is ends up being his legacy, and that's what's decided right now. Or he gets the right coach, or he gets the right quarterback, and they lead the Bears to NFC North championships and division titles and you know uh, playoff runs, and you go, man, that 2024 offseason was the year Ryan Poles got it right. He got everything right and led the Bears to the future. That's what's at stake right now. Buckle up. This is going to be a huge offseason for the short and long-term history of the Chicago Bears. You can be sure. We'll be right here to break it all down for you right here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. Whether you're listening to podcasts, wherever you get podcasts, or on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel. Either way, subscribe so you're coming back for all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Whenever we hear from Kevin Warren, Ryan Poles, maybe Matt Eberflus at an end-of-season press conference, we'll bring you all the most important quotes and clips from that press conference. As I'm recording this podcast right now on the night of Tuesday, January 9th, no press conference time and date has been set. This is the longest the Bears have waited to do one of these since 2020, when they decided to keep Matt Nagy. The offseason, they fired Matt Nagy. They announced it the next day. And then the offseason, the Matt Beaverflus's first offseason, like after last year, they had the press conference like two days later and announced the press conference date like way early. So we knew when it was going to be the whole time. The Bears have been extra mysteriously quiet about press conference, announcing anything, endorsing anything, making any decisions. So something's turning behind the scenes here. We don't know what it is. 
Hopefully we find out sooner rather than later because I'm tired of waiting. I hope you are too, but when it happens, whatever happens, we'll be right here for you to break it down. So make sure you hit that subscribe button. You're coming back every single day because no matter what they do, head coach, quarterback, NFL draft, you can be sure that regardless, we're going to give you another opportunity to bear down.